spanning the Valley of the Sun and all across the 48th state. This is the Gatos and Chad Show. Happy, 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 happy just before Thanksgiving Day. It is a Wednesday. Our buddy Chaddy is off. Uh, I think he's going to uh, see uh, Jack in uh, Cali, play some hockey, and then eat at a diner for Thanksgiving. It's fantastic. We have the wise man, Steve Zinsmeister, in. Hello, Gatos. Hello, uh, Steve. Uh, Becky Lynn is here with the news. She's going to chime in in another six or seven minutes. Uh, yesterday, you know, actually, we've had, we've had some very interesting discussions this week about the border. Uh, I think the first discussion we had was we had a, a Yuma representative on who said, Hey, let me tell you what's happening. Uh, Families who are really close to the border, like on the border, uh, migrants are walking inside their house. What do you mean they're walking inside your house? Migrants are opening the door and walking in. Uh, You know, some are defecating in the front yard. They're they're walking through their land. Uh, So some of these Yuma residents have had to hire armed security guards. That was the first thing. It's unbelievable that it's come to this, but... Uh, that's the first thing we kind of discussed. And then all of a sudden, uh, yesterday or the day before, uh, Governor-elect Katie Hobbs said, Joe Biden needs to do more. Wow. There you go. Okay, good. Well, you, be, you have to be a little tougher than that. You better demand a meeting with, with you know, Biden. And how about getting him to Arizona to at least take a look? That would be good. So here's the question. How do you fix the border? There's not going to be comprehensive immigration. Let's forget about it. No one wants to do it. But could complaining about it from one side of the aisle push Biden to, to do something? And is Senator Cinema the key to fixing the border? And the wise man brought this up yesterday. So tell me why you think, Steve, it's Cinema who's the key to fixing uh, uh, the border. You've got, uh, you've got a take on this. Yeah, so first and foremost, uh, in addition to what you just laid out there, something big is coming on the border. Specifically, Arizona's border. Arizona's right in the heart of this. How do we know something big is coming? Because not only did you say that uh, Governor-elect Katie Hobbs was talking about the border, but we also read Mark Kelly in an interview with The Washington Post this week said that Democrats don't know how bad the border is. He's calling out his own party. Right. Our governor-elect says Biden's not doing enough. Uh, Kevin McCarthy, who's in House leadership with the Republicans, calls on Secretary Mayorkas from Department, uh, the Department of Homeland Security He's to loser. resign. Mayorkas is the worst. And now we have Senator Kirsten Cinema, who says this. It's obvious that the current strategy being implemented at our southwest border is not working and that change is necessary. I'm here to tell you it's no coincidence that all of these... Democrats and Republicans all at the same time within the last 48 hours are talking about the border. Hmm. Something is coming. Well, Steve, what's coming? Yeah, what is coming? I'll tell you. Okay. Title 42 is going away on December 21st at midnight, and everybody's freaking out about it. And Title 42 is you can turn someone around and uh, possibly send them back into Mexico because it's like a COVID restriction that Trump implemented. Yes, Trump originally came up with the idea and put it in place during the pandemic. The law basically was we can turn migrants around and send them back to Mexico or wherever they came from right. because of the spread of COVID. Yeah. Because we don't want to let more people in. That might spread COVID. Everybody was pretty much behind that at the time. It's interesting now that it's going away because a federal judge says no longer really serves a purpose that it was intended for because the pandemic is not as bad as it was at that time. Right. Makes sense to me. But a lot of people aren't okay with losing that tool in their toolbox to remove migrants. It's one of the only ones left. 
But the argument is, uh, do you keep the tool even though the use is different than the intention of it at the beginning? Because COVID's not really as big of a deal now as it was then. No question. So you'd like to still have the tool. Now, where does cinema fit into all this? Yeah, where does she fit in? She is one of the most powerful senators in Congress. The reason for that is she's technically a Democrat, but she's really more independent. She has the ear of the president. The reason for that is because he needs her. He needs her to get pretty much anything that he wants to get done. Yeah, her vote is huge. Her vote is so huge because the Senate is so split evenly. He needs every single Democrat on his side to get things passed, and he needs uh, Senator Sinema. She has more power than Mark Kelly does. She has more power than our governor certainly does on a federal issue like immigration. Is anything comprehensive going to get passed in the next four weeks before Title 42 goes away? No, that's not going to happen. But she does have legislation that's out there right now, three really important pieces of legislation that could change things for the better. You have an example? Yeah. So she's got her own bipartisan bill uh, called the Border Solutions Act. That one she's doing in tandem with a senator, uh, John Cornyn, from, I believe, Texas. And she likes working with that guy. Uh, The bill basically establishes four regional processing centers that DHS would run, creating organized areas where people can be processed through the system much, much quicker. That's the objective of that one. Uh, Also, she's got another bill, Border Patrol Enhancement Act. Mm -hmm. This one establishes the Border Patrol Reserve, kind of like the National Guard Reserve or the Army Reserve, whatever. It's to supplement Border Patrol. Also, it establishes a higher minimum wage for people who work on the border, something that would help with keeping people on the staff long term. And then she's also supporting the Securing Errors, uh, Securing America's Ports of Entry Act, which basically just surges more people to the ports of entry. I think just because she's complaining, McCarthy's complaining, Hobbs is complaining, Kelly is complaining, I don't think Biden's going to listen. I don't think it matters. Here's the thing, though. It's interesting you bring that up. When you think of border states— There's four of them, basically, right? Mm -hmm. Are they more Republican or Democrat in your mind? States that are along the border. Probably Republican. Because I think you think of Arizona and Ducey and you think of Texas and Abbott. Here's the thing. Yeah. Texas, you're mostly, yeah, you're right. Texas is pretty much Republican. Arizona now has a Democratic governor and two Democratic senators. Right. New Mexico, Democratic governor, two Democratic senators. California, Democratic governor. Two Democratic senators. Now, while you're right, the president doesn't necessarily have to listen to them. But if everybody starts screaming the same stuff at the same time, it's much easier to understand what they're saying. Well, right? it's helpful if Democrats start to yell at Biden about the border. Yes, right. Because if Republicans want to, you know, scream about it and they have every right to, Biden won't do anything. And that's why I think it's ridiculous. I mean, you know, Obama did something on the border, and there were plenty of Republican governors that were, you know, governors of a border state. Well, Trump was a Republican. He tried to do something on the border. But Joe Biden, his his policy is to do nothing. It's to do nothing. It's no policy. It is really kind of open borders for the first time that I've ever seen. You know, a lot of people say, well, Democrats are open borders. That's not true. Joe Biden is. It's not Democrats. Because, you know, remember, Barack Obama, uh, he, he uh, uh, deported a ton of people, more than Trump, way more than Trump. He built more wall than Trump. That was a Democrat. I know Trump wanted to try and build wall, but no one wanted to let him. 
Uh, but I, I don't know. Maybe if the Democrats, you know, you've got some of these leaders, if they start, you know, banging on the president saying, listen, you've got to do something. I, the only reason Biden will do it, and this is total horse crap, the only reason if he, he does decide to help on the border, it's because a Democrat is in power, and that's not being a good president. No, but it's the reality of our situation. And sure. cinema is sitting I thought in a, he was better than that. I thought everybody said this guy was better than that. Cinema is sitting not. in a situation where she can look at the president in the eye and say, okay, you want to get, uh, I don't know what he's looking to pass next, but let's say it's something to do with student loan debt forgiveness or whatever, and he needs votes. Wow. She can look him in the eye and say, I'm not voting with you on that until you do something about the border. Who says she's going to do that? I think she will. She's the only Democratic senator who's put out. These are three well, different legislative acts. Why didn't she do it before? She's been working on all three of these for a long time. The Bipartisan Border Solutions Act was originally written in 2021. That's last year. Right. The Border both, Patrol Enhancement Act, I believe, came from this year. But she's been working on these things for a long but time. But her and Kelly could have went to the president and said, listen, I'm not voting with you anymore until you do something on the border. They didn't do that. I don't expect Mark Kelly to do it. Yeah. He votes with the president much more often than Cinema does. We'll see what happens. Is but they're Senator, kind of the key, right? Well, they got to, they, they've got to pressure him. Because Doug Ducey can pressure the president, but the president doesn't care because Doug Ducey's a Republican. I think it's different when the pressure starts coming from your side of the yeah, aisle. Yeah, it is different. So if we get enough Democrats yelling about the same stuff yeah. along the border, maybe something happens. It won't happen quickly. No. It won't be something amazing, but anything is better than what we have now. There will be a mess on December 21st. Yeah. When Title 42 There's goes away. There's going to be a lot of people climbing. It's just a matter of how we deal with it. Yeah. All right. Coming up next. So uh, everybody's getting ready for a turkey day. How many calories are in a Thanksgiving dinner? Hmm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have everybody guess. Uh, I guessed. I know the answer. I wasn't even close. I wasn't. Even close. We'll tell you that coming up. The Gatos and Chad Show. The Gatos Big Q poll question brought to you by your Valley Toyota dealers. All right, let's go to KTAR.com, right side of the page. You see my gorgeous face. You can take the poll question. Uh, what best describes your Thanksgiving? A, food, family, and football. B, drumsticks, drama, and dessert. Uh, C, pumpkin pie, prayers, and pals. Uh, or D, leftovers, love, and libations. I see what you did there. It was pretty good. Uh, football, food, and family, 72%. Yeah, I think that pretty much sums it up for most pretty people. Pretty much sums it up. All right, um, let's, uh, let's, let's whip around the room here. I want to see if you guys know this. How many calories are in a Thanksgiving dinner? Let's start with Becky Lynn. You got to guess... How many calories are in a Thanksgiving dinner? Is this including dessert? I would say so. Do we know what's on the menu? Uh, turkey, stuffing, potatoes, pie. No vegetables? Uh, Bread? Not at Gatos' house. I'm, not, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying, depending on what's on your plate. I'm not eating, so a, I'm I'm, not, I'm not eating one stinking vegetable. I'm going to guess uh, 1,200. All right. Becky Lynn says 1,200. Wise man Steve Zinsmeister. 1,200? Yeah. I was thinking that might be my first serving. <laughs> Oh, we're oh, we going back for seconds? I did. That was another question I failed to ask. Yeah. I'm going to go back for a couple. So I'm going to go 5,000 calories. 5,000? 5, uh, the answer is 3,150 calories. Hey, we split it pretty much. Uh, is that one serving or multiple? I, I, the typical American mm. consumes, if you add it all up, so this might be 
Multiple um, servings. Yeah. Okay. Over 3,000 calories, 159 grams of fat. Is that a lot oh of fat? Oh, my gosh. That's a lot, Sounds right? like a lot, yeah. Holy cow. And sodium. Oh, okay, my wait. goodness. That doesn't count going back for a second wave. Oh, uh, ho, ho, ho. So that's the first wave. 3,000. Your plate, when you look at it, as soon as you sit down, 3,000 calories. 3,000. And when you go back, you get eh, maybe like half a serving. Let's see. So, so it doesn't count going back for a second wave okay. of the turkey stuffing, potatoes, and gravy. But you can push that calorie count to 4,500 after adding in uh, uh, beverages, large portion sizes, high-fat desserts. Oh, so desserts are, are on top of that. Those yeah. are all things we do. Yeah. Nobody doesn't do that. Anybody feel bad about it, though? Yes, no. I do. Do you really? Yeah, because there's um, guilt. That's like three days worth of calories, practically. Isn't it great? In one meal, and don't you, And that's why we all feel awful after we eat. That's true. I don't feel awful. You don't. You don't ever feel like you've eaten way too much, and your stomach hurts. Oh yeah, hurts. I can't. No, I can't move. But I'm not. I'm not. But you're happy about oh, it. Oh, I'm so happy. Mm. There's uh, not a lot of regret. No, I was talking to Broomhead about uh, this today at 8:50 when I do the big Q. And he said, listen, I don't feel bad about it, and I'm wearing sweatpants. And I'm like, dude, you've given up. You have, t- <laughs> you have totally given up. If you're wearing sweatpants to Thanksgiving dinner, you're, you're going you're gonna to pig out. And that's the way it should be. I think I'm going to wear some – I'll wear some drawers. I can't wear sweatpants. Okay, so how about this? Here's some tips on how to cut calories on Thanksgiving. You're going to hate this, game. No, I don't want to do this. These, these are the top ways to cut calories. Okay. Remove the skin from the turkey. Not always. Always. Never. No. Always. Never do that. <laughs> no. Skin's great. Yeah. Gross. Uh, I'll eat just skin, to be honest. I'll I, give you mine. I'll I will just, not, I would never eat the skin. I'll, I'll eat just skin. You can, I'll leave the meat there. I'll eat the skin. Okay, what else you got? Whip the mashed potatoes with skim milk and roasted garlic instead of butter. Un-American won't do it. Next. Oven-baked stuffing. Add sautéed onions and celery. Always. What are you doing in there? We always bake it in the oven. I don't like it in the bird. Okay. That's just gross. I like it in the bird. Ugh. Oh, yeah. It in the skin. I'm I'm obviously the outlier. Okay. Here. What else you got? Instead of green bean casserole, That's just good. enjoy green beans. No. Yes. Becky we don't Lynn, have green bean casserole in You, you and I would never either. like Thanksgiving dinner. No, we would not. This is this is bad. I guess mine won't have 3,000. You guys aren't going to the same place on Thanksgiving, are you? <laughs> you know something else I don't eat? I'm a Southern girl, and I cannot abide gravy. You don't no like gravy. gravy on anything. How, ever. Is, how is that possible it if you're just, a Southern girl? It just is. I cannot stand gravy. Oh my gosh. Or sweet tea. Wow. Put it this way. Here's another way to look at it. What was it? Two, uh, you got three to four thousand calories. Here's another way to look at it. At Thanksgiving, you can easily consume the equivalent of five to eight Big Macs. So you're Wow. You're helping of whatever dinner you're having for Thanksgiving. It's it's the equivalent of five to eight Big Macs. This is giving me heartburn. See, now I feel sick. It. Bring it on. Bring it on. Bring it on. You're younger than me. 5,000 calories. Here I'll, we come. I'll, t- I'll tell you what, what would probably add up to the most calories for me. Give me a lovely pecan pie. Oh. That's probably got 1,000 calories per slice. I, uh, yeah, I will eat no. every bite and love it. I'm a uh, pumpkin uh, pumpkin. You're bag. a pumpkin, Sam, yeah. with pecan well, pie. Well, remember what I, you know, it's everything pumpkin. Remember what I always say? You could put, you could put pumpkin sc- spice a dog crap. I'd probably eat it. Oh, well, that'll make it easy. I think it's time to, to break here. for you. 
It's it's delicious. Not the crap, but the pumpkin spice stuff. <laughs> All right, coming up, holding up the headlines. Becky Lynn is going to read the news, and uh, we're going to interrupt. We're going to be a little bit uh, snarky. We're going to react to the day's top stories coming up next. Arizona's news station. News station. KTAR. On air. 92.3 FM. Online at KTAR.com. And streaming live on the KTAR News app. Your breaking news and traffic. Now. It's 3.30 and you know what that means. Time for us to hold up the headlines. And with those headlines, here she is, Becky Lynn. Governor-elect Katie Hobbs joined KTAR today to talk about her priorities for the office and how the current governor is involved. KTAR's Luke Forstner is live in the News Center now with more on what she had to say. Obeki preparing to take office in January. Governor-elect Hobbs says she met today with Governor Ducey and that he's been supportive in recent weeks. The governor reached out the day after the race was called and he's been incredibly gracious and just continues to reiterate that his office is at our disposal in every way possible to make this a seamless transition. She says her goal will be to bring Arizonans together to tackle big issues, including abortion access, border security, water and education access and affordability. Live from the News Center, Luke Forstner, KTAR News. Holding up the headlines. Becky Lynn reads the news while Gatos and Chad interrupt and react to the day's top stories. You know, we shouldn't have to say this, but now we do in the political environment we live in good for doug ducey that's exactly what an adult does that's exactly what a leader does i've had plenty of problems with doug ducey overall i don't think he was a bad governor i had my issues with him but that's what an adult does when you you know when when someone wins a race you welcome them in barack obama welcomed in donald trump donald trump did not welcome in joe biden and joe biden started off on the wrong foot and he was behind the eight ball he probably still is. And Ducey's like, I'm not going to play that game. I will bring in Katie Hobbs. I will talk to her for weeks, and I will help her. This is the transfer of power. And this is what adults and leaders do. We shouldn't be losing elections and then suing everybody and saying it's rigged. Because if you want to say everything's rigged, you're going to lose an election. Well, and because Doug Ducey's been in office for the last eight years, we haven't had a major transition of power, at least at the governor level, right. in a long time. You mentioned the presidential spot. We haven't had a turnover there that's been a peaceful transition of power in a long time. So this was important for Ducey to do so that Arizona sees that this is still possible. And by the way, this is Ducey's way of telling Lake and Hamaday, it's over. You're not winning. Right. You didn't win. You didn't win. We get the recount for Abe Hamaday. He deserves a recount. It's 510 votes. We're holding up the headlines. And Governor-elect Hobbs will have a Republican-controlled state legislature when she takes office. The co-chair of her transition team is Mike Hayner, who points out Hobbs spent a number of years as a state lawmaker working across the aisle. So I think that she was well-prepared to work in a bipartisan manner with the legislature on the issues that move the ball forward for everyday Arizonans. Like the economy, jobs, education, and water. And he adds Hobbs has already spoken with several other Republican state lawmakers. Yeah, and actually I was reading an Arizona Republic article today about how while Carrie Lake was out uh, yelling and screaming about Hobbs not campaigning, Hobbs was behind the scenes meeting with two members of the McCain family, uh, the most prominent Republican family in Arizona's history, Mm -hmm. uh, meeting with Republican business owners, as Becky Lynn mentioned. And if you look at her transition team list, there's a lot of names on there that you'll recognize. And you'll be like, how do I know that name? And most of them are either Republican business leaders or people who are Ducey allies. 
She's been meeting with these people for a long time. It wasn't just after she got named governor. Yeah, so when we thought she wasn't campaigning and really not doing very much, behind closed doors she was meeting with the right people. So that's good for hops. We're holding up uh, the headlines. A mass shooting at a Walmart in Virginia left seven dead, including the shooter. A Walmart employee walked into a break room at the Chesapeake, Virginia store and opened fire with a pistol before turning the gun on himself. And he just opened fire. He wasn't aiming at anybody specifically. Rihanna Tyler was there at the time. He just started shooting throughout the entire break room and I watched multiple people just dropped down to the floor. Police said six people were killed before the shooter died of a self-inflicted gunshot wound. Four victims are in area hospitals. Police said it would take days to process the scene. Aaron Katursky, ABC News, New York. You know, I, I don't know how this is going to come out of my mouth, but I'm just going to say it. I don't know how to, I don't know what to do with these things anymore. Like, S- Steve is in for chat. He's like, do you want to talk about the Walmart shooting? And I said, no. Um, I don't know what to do with it. It's the second one in four days. I understand. I, I know. I, it's I, just, yeah, what do you say? I, I, it, the only thing I could think of to say about the Walmart shooting in particular was that it was done by a manager. That's like, you know how when there's shootings, sadly, this is what we have to do in the news business, but we have to find the angle that makes it different than all the other ones because there's so many of them that they all just start to run together. Yeah. And for this particular one, it was the fact that a manager shot employees in the break room. And it's just devastating. And I, I, I guess it was a meeting about to start. It was like a, a something that happened on a regular basis. I, I've been adamant about saying that I don't think we should cover these stories anymore. Because I think, uh, I, I think we give it so much attention, and I know that it deserves it. But I think in giving it that attention, you're making the next person say, I can't wait to get that attention. I can't wait for people to talk so to me. So you think it is a viral thing, that it's it's like it gets out there. I've wondered about this for years. It's like uh, there are a lot of things that start out and then all of a sudden, you know, it starts happening yeah. over and over. And it's viral-like Yep, I think, I think things these, on the social media. Too. I think these shooters can't wait to to know that after they take themselves out, they're going to be talked about. And I'm just to the point where I don't think I'm going to talk about it. But they're not really. We've even quit saying their names. Yeah. And and anymore, it's like you talk uh, or you mention that it happened, and then unfortunately, I'm, I'm, we move on to the next one, and I'm, nobody remembers. I'd like to hear solutions, and nobody talks solutions. So I don't know if there is a solution. I don't think we have smart enough people in, in office to. President fix this Biden's thing. pushing his uh, assault weapons ban now. This shooting that you talked about, I believe you said pistol. So I don't know that it would have necessarily solved every shooting. But right. 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 Something. All right, we're holding up the headlines. Okay, one last thing. Right. If you're thinking of deep frying your turkey, oh geez. Scott Douglas, the PIO with Phoenix Fire, says be sure the bird is completely dry before you drop it in the oil. And a reminder that it's a job best done outside. They do it outside, away from any overhead obstructions, and maybe 20 to 25 feet away from any structures at all, just to make sure that there's no fires that start. He also says be sure all smoke and carbon monoxide detectors are up to date and you've got a fire extinguisher handy yeah d- am i wrong here didn't didn't last year didn't a little girl get burned from something like this i thought i remember somebody getting burned and m- maybe that was a different different thing i, I don't remember i remember though the fire department showing oh. uh, a video of what would happen if you didn't thaw your bird first it's brutal it how is. quick your house can just blow it, up it literally explodes it's a fireball yeah yeah so don't do that. I'm not doing it. You know why? Because I'll trust myself. I don't know what I'm doing. So I'm just avoiding that. Yeah. I, I don't want to be part of a fireball. I don't have the nerve to try that either. It's more calories, too.
Oh, there's another reason I'm fine with that. Okay, me too. We're holding up the headlines. (laughs) All right, that's holding up the headlines. We do it every day at 3.30. Becky Lynn reads the news, and we interrupt and react to the day's top stories, sometimes with some snark. All right, coming up next, I do it. uh, I've done this uh, story for the last few years, how Gatos ruined Thanksgiving. And I will do that next. Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. You're locked in to the Gatos and Chad Show. All right, does uh, former Arizona Governor Jan Brewer, what does she think of the GOP lawsuits uh, on the 2022 election? She will join us in the next segment. Uh, Wise man Steve Zinsmeister is in uh, for a Chad. Becky Lynn, of course, is in the news center. So you guys... uh, no, I like to tell this uh, this story every you know Thanksgiving. Uh, it was a very COVID Thanksgiving in 2020. I like to call this story uh, "How I Ruined Thanksgiving." So, if if you guys don't mind, I'd like to tell the story again. in uh, In 2020, ladies and gentlemen, I committed the ultimate uh, Thanksgiving sin, if you will. Uh oh. Yes. Now it was uh, November of 2020, and I'm glad that you two are here because COVID hit hard. There wasn't a vaccine. You know, that particular Thanksgiving, we were told, listen, you got to be careful. You got to stay separated. You wear a mask, keep the celebration small and possibly outdoors and all that stuff. And uh, I don't know if you guys know this. I'm a hypochondriac. I always think there's and it's not a joke. I always think I'm dying of something. Right. Mm -hmm. So when COVID hit, remember, it was so bad. I Clorox wiped the outside of a banana before I ate the inside of it. Yeah, that is a true story. I'm not proud of it. But uh, in 2020, on that fateful day, it was Thanksgiving dinner, and we were going to have it at my sister-in-law's house, and I was already nervous to, to, to go because we had family there, and it wasn't huge, but there was probably 10 or 11 people. And I'm like, you know, this is not good. And I tried to talk my wife out of it, but that wasn't going to happen. So, of course, we go to my sister-in-law's house. And so, you know... Dinner is, is it's it's put out in the kitchen. You get in the line, right? And you go and you, you get the stuffing, then you get the bird. I had to be first in line because, remember, I don't want to touch the serving utensils and the tongs before anybody else. That's how bad I am. So I, you know, I put the plate together. My wife puts her plate together. Everybody puts their plate together, and we go sit outside. But my wife and I, we sit on the other side of the lawn. I mean, this is not an exaggeration. This is how bad I was. And so uh, so we go and we have dinner, and it's lovely. It's great to see family. We're like, hey, tell us that joke you told us the other day, you know? And then they're screaming back across the lawn what that joke was. It was fantastic. Here's the part where I ruined Thanksgiving. So dinner was over. We had the, the, the dessert. It was fantastic. Remember, 2020. My uh, sister-in-law was finishing cutting up the bird. So she's there. She's cutting up the turkey as you as you do. Everyone's already done. Everybody's done. Got we've it. we've chatted across the lawn, all that kind of stuff. So my sister in law is uh, finishing cutting up the turkey, and as you do, you know she's kind of putting it in these in these uh, plastic baggies, right? So people could take some of it home because it was a massive bird, and you know she was. I watched it, and she's using her uh, she's using her bare hands to put the uh, pieces of turkey in the plastic bags. Now, my brain knew her hands are completely clean. It's fine. My brain knew the turkey is safe to eat. Because you just ate some. 
because I just ate some. Mm-hmm. But the fact that she was using her bare hands and possibly breathing on it, it sent me into like it wasn't a meat sweat because you know how some people get that. I, I just started I started to sweat. So I'm watching my sister-in-law, you know, uh, he, he fondling the bird, the meat and, and all that kind of stuff. And so I couldn't get past it because we're in a pandemic. And, you know, this at the beginning, anything you touch, it's going to be it's like cooties, right? You know, remember cooties, wise man? Yeah, boys have cooties. Okay. So we That's got what taught. So so we took some of the turkey that was touched by, you know, she touched the we took it home. And so we put it we put it in the fridge. And I kid you not, in the middle of the night I had a nightmare about consuming the bird and immediately getting long COVID. So I got up in the middle of the night, I went to the fridge, and I, I for one reason or another I thought there's got to be COVID on that meat. So I threw all the leftover turkey away. I threw it away. That is the greatest leftover of the year. Mm-hmm. And because of my hypochondria, I threw it away. No reason to throw it away. It's ridiculous. Because I get it. she had touched that meat yes. before you ate it the first time. I know. So boy, the next, oh day, my, uh, next day, my wife uh, opens the refrigerator. She looks forward to leftover turkey every year. She says, where's the turkey? And I said, I uh, put it in the trash. And uh, the look on her face, the disgust in her eyes... I actually thought she was going to leave me. So my wife has imposed a five-year sentence. I am not allowed to eat leftovers until 2025. You earned it. I will be reinstated <laughs> in 2026. I am looking forward to that, but I am still in uh, Thanksgiving jail, thanks to my hypochondria. Coming up next, Jan Brewer will join us. Uh, we won't talk about this incident, but we'll talk about oh, midterm mayhem next.